and this is the podcast, Go Be Great. There's no such thing as TMI here, so let's chat, meet amazing humans, and have conversations about life, confidence, and more without the filter. Come hang weekly as I shed light on the topics we often feel we need to hide as we celebrate the ebbs and flows of learning what being great really looks like. Buckle up, buttercups, and let's go be great together. This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I am so excited for this episode. So we are just going to put on our little swim goggles and dive right in because I know that you guys probably already saw my stories. This week, we are talking to Andrea Mondu, author of You Actually Can Do This, lead author of the best-selling Body Bliss book series. She is a speaker. She's the podcast host of the Balance and Bliss podcast, one of the founders of Female Alliance Media. Let's give a round of applause. <laughs> I loved adding that that last one in there. Yeah. You know, you know what? I actually like... I don't know why. I just, it's almost like a separate identity. I don't like really talk about it in like my balance and bliss space, but yeah, no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Huge deal. We're going to get into that in a second. I had to ask some fun questions just to get the party started. And these are, came about either on a TikTok feed or just life. And I actually saved them because I feel like you would have really good answers for these. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number one, do you believe that mermaids are real? Yes. Okay. Follow up. I was hoping you were going to say yes. Do you think they are evil? Okay. First of all, I have to say literally yesterday I went to see the new little mermaid that just came out and yeah. Have you seen it yet? No, but I've heard amazing things. (gasps) It was so good. I was like crying. Okay. So that was like my favorite movie growing up. I had like flashbacks when you asked me that question of like when I was a kid, I would like glue my legs together in my mind in the pool and I would pretend I was a mermaid, you know, how you like flip yes. your legs yes. and like sit up on the side and like do the, do the thing with the <laughs> tail. Um, so obviously they're real. And yes, the movie was fucking fantastic. Um, no, I do not think they are evil. I think they are misunderstood. What are these siren sounds? Have you seen these videos by the way? No, I don't, oh. I don't have TikTok. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't go on TikTok. I have it, but I don't go on it. Okay. I'm going to send you them just so you can see it. It's this, it's this guy who's on a sailboat. I don't, maybe not a sailboat. He's in a, some type of boat in the middle of the ocean late at night and he's recording a video. And all of a sudden you hear these sounds like it sounds like somebody, a woman yelling. And so he's like, wait, did you guys hear that? And he keeps recording and he like shows it out in, on both sides of the boat. There's like something on either side of the boat jumping, like swimming and like talking to him. And like, it sounds like an echoey voice. It's the creepiest thing. But they say that like the mermaids like lure sailboat, like sailmen, I don't know what the word is, in the middle of the night. Sure, sounds great. (laughs) In the middle of the night and like lures them in and then like attacks them and like takes them down to their lair. What? Okay. Yeah, I don't, I know none of this. I know the little mermaid and Ariel and she's wonderful. (laughs) I didn't learn this until like literally last week. And I like wrote that down because I was like, oh, definitely going to ask Andrea this one. Oh, yeah. Send me these videos. I'm curious. 
I'm going to ask Mike if ever I'm like not sure about something or like if I'm hearing, you know, random stories about things going on in the world, I always like send them to Mike for like, I vet them through him. I'm like, what do you think about this? Is this real? Is this not real? <laughs> and then he like talks me off the anxious ledge. <laughs> oh, good. Conspiracy theories. I would oh love God. to hear his, what he thinks about mermaids being evil or not. <laughs> I will ask him. What are your last three Google searches? If you will be so brave as to bring them up. Yeah, I totally will. <laughs> Crockpot healthy recipes. Cute. Uh, Dr. Callflesh. What is what? my dentist? I need oh, to I reschedule it was like Sarah's so appointment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the last name is Callflesh. I was like, oh, are we getting into cannibalism already? <laughs> Great. No, when when I said flesh, I thought you meant other type of fellatio. Oh, flesh, even but anyway. <laughs> It's even better. Uh, and then the other one is 777 angel number meeting. <gasps> oh, what is the meaning? Mike, Mr. Logical Brain. Mike's my husband, by the way, for anyone who's listening, my lovely partner. He is like super not into like witchy stuff, as he calls it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he literally sent me a picture of his odometer today and it was like 77777. And then it, he, the picture said, what does this mean? <laughs> so I looked it up for him and it means seeing 777 or 777 is your guardian angel's way of telling you to stay strong and to continue moving forward on your journey even through changes and obstacles. The path ahead can become challenging, but the message is to keep a positive outlook in order to overcome anything. Ooh, dig it. Yeah, I did. And then he didn't respond to me for the rest of the day. (laughs) Way to go, Mike. (laughs) Everything's okay, by the way. You need to check back in after that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, that actually really went beautifully into my final question. Do you have any full moon routines or like rituals that you do? I love the full moon. I fully believe in full moon rituals. Um, Do I always do them? No. Like there was just a full moon this past Saturday and I looked at it when I let the dog out and I was like, oh, that's really nice. And then I didn't do anything else, (laughs) but I've hosted full moon events in the past. So like I'm all over the spectrum in terms of how I harness that full moon energy. Yeah, I love that. I think it's fascinating and I'm so into it. I also really am I'm envious of the women whose cycles are in alignment with the phases of the moon. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah. And I just I, I've been seeing an, again another thing all over the internet about how like all of these very intuitive souls and like mediums or spirit like um psychics and stuff like this are they're all of their cycles who are in line with the moon are suddenly shifting out and they're like wondering why and there's a bunch of research behind that i really need to get off conspiracy theory tiktok but i just thought it was fascinating <laughs> and i was like oh my little witchy girl i know she's yes, gonna have of course i must say though on saturday uh Mike and I had a little tiff and I, before I went to bed, I literally said to myself, I was like, and I am releasing this fucking discussion with the full moon. <laughs> there you go. So I did do that. The full moon is all about releasing and the new moon okay. is calling in. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. And that's a good thing to release. Sometimes that's all it takes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was all my fun questions. Now we're going to get down to business. Okay. So I feel like there is so many, we could, I could have you back on here for like 17 episodes because there's so many different avenues that we could like really lube up and dive into. But for starters, tell us about your relationship with your body. What has that looked like over time? 
Oh my. Okay. So the way the relationship that I've had with my body over time, I'll tell you the, the first thing that's coming to mind for me right now is like this really big shift that I had with the way that it's almost like there was a very definitive, like before children and after children for me in terms of like the way that I accept and view the skin that I'm in. Um, historically it hasn't really been the greatest. I am somebody who is as per the ideal standard of beauty, not quite that. So I'm really tall. (laughs) I'm like almost six feet and I am like big boned, curvy, midsize is a, is a term that I've heard people use that I can kind of like identify with mid and like plus size. Like I, the most recent pair of like jean shorts that I bought were a 20. So like, I'm, I'm definitely don't shop, can't shop everywhere necessarily. Um, and so I obviously, as do a lot of women or girls at a young age, like noticed that I was different from people around me. I couldn't like share clothes with my friends Mm. and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's like, oh my gosh, let's all get together and like share clothes and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, cool. (laughs) Or like, Mm -hmm. do you remember, do you guys have a garage clothing at your, in the States? No. So it's like a teeny bopper. It's kind of like a forever 21, like dynamite kind of store. Do you have dynamite? Anyway. No, but that would be like our limited too. I'm getting that vibe. Yeah. Like the real bubblegum girly. Yes. Yeah. And so those were like the stores that we were shopping at when I was a teenager and they only went up to like a size 13. And I have like very, like I have a narrow, narrow waist, but a very wide bootay, which I love now, but I was like, I hated it back then because I was like trying on the size 13 jeans and I could barely do them up or like my butt crack was hanging out or like you get like the muffin top. And I was so insecure about like, all of that. And I just, I was different, right? I just, I felt different. And so, you know, I, I remember there was this one like a monumental moment for me when I was in college where this was early on in the relationship that I have with Mike now, that was a weird way of saying that, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) and I remember like, you know, looking at myself in the mirror, stepping on the scale and feeling like just absolutely devastated with the number that I saw, with the way I felt in my skin. And I just was like really tied to this number and how unworthy I was. And, you know, like, why would Mike ever want to be with somebody like me? Like all this kind of stuff. So as most people do before, I think they like wake up to there's more than just needing to lose weight. I went on a weight loss journey. I was like, listen, if I can lose weight, then I'm going to feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did. I did when I lost the weight. Like, let's be honest, you get all the praise from everybody on the outside. And it was great. And then I peed on a stick and I found out I was pregnant. And my first thought was, oh my gosh, I'm going to undo all the hard work I just did by getting Mm -hmm. pregnant and having this baby. And that's like really shitty. To, to, you know, when I, I think back, like that was the first thought that I had, it just, I just feel really sad that like, I, I, I thought that, but of course, you know, we're only as woke as woke as we are, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so I had Clara and Clara's my older daughter. Um, and I was like, okay, now I can like get that pre-baby body back. And I was like, wait, like, that's, you know, that's, 
just doesn't like feel as right anymore. And I'm thinking about raising a daughter and like my internal dialogue. And so when I say there was like a very distinct, like before and after it's because all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, like there's also somebody else that I'm influencing. And I know the countless hours that I have wasted wishing that my body was different, wishing that I could be smaller, wishing that I could be, I just wish that I was short. <laughs> like my whole life, I wished that I was short because, you know, I could was always scared to wear high heels, for example, if I could find a fucking shoe size that fit me. Because again, I'm like an 11 wide, sometimes 12, depending on the store. And so I just, I didn't want that same type of like, um, path for Clara or journey rather. So <laughs> I literally started faking confidence. I was like, Oh, I feel good. Like I'm happy with my body, even though like deep down, I, I still was, you know, struggling a lot. Um, and over time, I mean, Clara's going to be eight soon. And so it definitely was a, a slow transition. Now, you know, if if you were to ask me how I feel about my body and the skin that I'm in, I mean, I still have bod bad body image days. That's a mouthful. But I think that I have personally for me spent so much time unpacking and unlearning and like relearning the ways that you actually can talk to yourself that the days where I do struggle, you know, back in February, I went to La Vion Rose to get like a little cutesy lingerie with my postpartum body. And I went in feeling great and nothing fit me in the store. And I left feeling horrible for a short time. But then I was like, no, no, listen, this doesn't matter what they don't have your size here. Just go to a different store, you know, but those things historically like have spiraled me. Oh, yes. That is, that's, that's awful. That's the, that, and then you kind of have that moment where it's like, okay, I'm going to allow myself to feel like this for a minute. But then it's also that reminder of that replacement follow-up thought of, okay, it's not my body's fault. It's the store's fault mm -hmm. for not having my stuff. Like it's, it's yeah. never our body's fault. Yeah. Literally when I was pregnant, I went to Walmart to get a bathing suit. And I remember being like pumped because I'd heard that Walmart was carrying like more diverse sizing. And I was like, yes, like I can walk. I don't have to go to a plus size store and spend like three times as much on a bathing suit mm -hmm. because why, why the does that exist? You know? Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, cool, I'm going to go into Walmart. I literally got a three X bathing suit and the bottoms were still snug. And I was like, this is not a three. Oops, I just shook my whole table. Yeah, she's getting real passionate, guys. This is not a three X. Like, it's just, and again, for people who haven't like, or are still going through the work because it takes work and it's constant work, you know, that could be like really fucking discouraging. And that's yeah. not fair. That's no. not fair that like, if you live in a bigger body that you have to have those experiences when People who are naturally smaller don't have like that's just not fair. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 not even that. It's like, oh, and and you're gonna have to pay X amount more when really the fabric doesn't cost that much. And men can walk around and just know their measurements and go and shop and get whatever they need. It's oh. really only women that have to worry about this weird sizing thing. Yeah. Like, I saw that just, recently. Yeah. On Instagram, it was like, if your waist is this, you go into a store as a, as a man and you buy that size. Yeah. But like here, you're this size or this size or this size. Like it's, it's wild. 
Mm-hmm. It just it like plays into like the mindset, which is, yeah. Exactly. Yes. So what have you put into practice postpartum then that has helped you connect back with yourself? Because you just had baby number two. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. She makes, you make adorable children and Clara's like a little mommy and I just love it so much. <laughs> but what did, what have you done round two on this that has maybe helped you connect now that you've learned from Clara? Yeah, I think that in the last almost a year, like next month, she's going to be a year, which is wild to me. That is wild. I know, I know. (laughs) In the last year, I think that I have really honed in on like, what are the, what are the things that really allow for me to like be in this place of like bliss and acceptance with my body? And so those three things that have really allowed me to like stay in this mindset are grace, compassion, and acceptance. You may have heard me talk about these things before. I think that I have spent a lot of time, you know, you have those pictures from high school and you look Mm -hmm. back at them and you're like, oh my gosh, like I think back to when I was in high school and I had a very distorted perception of the size of my body. Mm It, I was... I was relatively slender in high school other than like, again, hippie. And I had those like experiences where I couldn't shop at stores, but compared to now, like I was definitely a smaller version of myself yet at that, like at that point in time, I was struggling. But anyway, the whole point of saying that these high school pictures is that like, we sometimes look back on whether it's high school or, you know, pre-kids or pre-marriage or pre-whatever it is. And we compare our now selves to that other version of ourselves, and say, well, why can't I do that? I'm now a failure as a result of that. So for me, it's like, listen, I've had two children now. So this body has housed and created and birthed two people. Okay. You've made your own people. (laughs) I've literally made my own people. (laughs) And so being really compassionate for myself for that and, you know, not putting these expectations on myself to show up in the same way that I showed up in other seasons. So I give myself a lot of compassion with, you know, where I'm at right now and my resilience around that. Um, showing myself a lot of grace because, you know, if we are on some sort of wellness journey or on some sort of path to be better, we can get really down on ourselves on the days that we struggle. Right. And it's like, oh, you know, where's my motivation? I don't have any willpower, but like, we don't need as much willpower as we just need like grace and compassion Mm. for ourselves. So those two things have been really helpful for me. And then acceptance is the third one. It's just like, you know, we can want our bodies to maybe be different or, you know, for me, I've been pretty open in the intro of Body Bliss book two, Mm -hmm. um, which you're going to read really soon. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Today. uh, Wait, I just realized we're talking to you guys in the past, but this episode comes out on launch day. Forgot to tell you in the beginning. Okay. So in the intro of the book, You know, I talk about, because I think that there's like this misconception that if you are living in a place of like acceptance with your body, then you shouldn't want to lose weight. You know what I mean? And it's like one or the other. For me, I'm very much in acceptance of where I'm at right now. Um, But also I do want to lose some weight, but it's not tied to like, because I want to look better or whatever. I, for me, I notice 
it in my workouts, for example, or like, like I'm very flexible, but I can't flex as far as I can with my stomach in the way. And that's just the reality of, but, but the desire for that doesn't come from a place of hate. It comes from just like, Hey, this is, this is what I want to be, but I'm not going to hate on myself right now. I'm just going to be an acceptance of like, this is the season that I'm in. This is one part of my whole life's journey in that. Then I just have started to like, just release some of the pressure that I put on myself. And I, I'm, I'm just leading more with love for myself. Mm. And my so important. And it's so hard to do that too. Cause I feel like sometimes when people hear grace or they hear compassion, they're like, Oh, but is that the same thing as an excuse? Like, are you making an excuse? And it's like, no, that's, that's definitely not. <laughs> and if you uh-huh. are making an excuse, you're not leading with love. You're not doing all the things that you just explained. You're not, you know, coming from a place of desire based on aesthetics. It's just Mm -hmm. based on, you know, how you want to show up and live life. And those are two very different things. I also don't want my knee to hurt as much while I'm running. Like, you know, there's, I, there's these things that I know that like, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all about the root of it all. And being mm-hmm. really honest with yourself about that too. Cause yeah. I know I tried to like mask that for a while too and be like, oh, I just want this. I just, I just want it to be because I want to take care of myself when really like, no, that wasn't what you were really doing. Like you have to like really be able to catch your own shit. Yeah. And you got to dig way. deep. You got to yes. dig deep. Cause it's really like, we get so good mm-hmm. at lying to ourselves. If we don't check ourselves. Do you yep. know what I mean? Like you got to really check. You got to be willing to ask yourself the hard questions instead of living on the autopilot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so, yes. So has all of this, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, inspired this career path for you? What like really made you want to just go and be all the things and do, <laughs> and do all of the things, <laughs> write all the books, speak at all of the speaking engagements and all of the above? Well, multiple things. The first is that I am a helper, like by nature at my like absolute core, I just have this innate desire to help people. So before I had this career path um, and passion, I was in social services. So I worked frontline crisis work, like always doing the helping stuff. Yeah. I don't know why. Like I just was really attracted to crisis. So like mental health, I was like the hoarding person for our region for a really long time. Um, Just like, you know, the really, the really heavy stuff that other people didn't necessarily like want to help these folks. I did. Um, And then when I started to do my own healing, I just felt inspired to like be the person that my past self needed for other people going forward. When I was in college, I um, had to change my email, I remember, and I I needed like a professional email. And so I changed it to what like my name and then I had the option to create an email signature. And in that email signature, I put a quote and that quote is still to this day, like 16 years later, the quote that I live by, and that is be the change that you want to see in the world. And so every single thing that I do is driven by this desire to create impact for other people and be the person that I needed 
16 years ago when I was sitting on the edge of my bed, sobbing, thinking I was disgusting and unworthy and all that. Like if I sometimes think if I could go back and talk to that 20 year old girl, it would just be like, I just would give her so much healing. I would hope to anyway. And so instead I'm just talking to everybody else (laughs) about the, you know, like breaking down all the shit that we think that wellness is, but instead like spreading the word about what wellness actually is, like what it actually is. It's not talking shit to yourself every single day when you get up and look in the mirror. It's looking at yourself and being like, you're awesome. Like mm-hmm. you did a re- you did a really great job today. Like you've got this. I know this is going to be hard, but you've got this. Insert the whatever the this thing is. Like there it's it's so much more than simply now mind you, you know, how you fuel your vessel and how you move your body super important. That is absolutely a part of wellness, but it's such a small fraction yet we are so hyper focused on those two things and i've just realized that like more people need to lean into spirituality lean into like positive coping strategies mm-hmm. for when shit gets handed to us because you can do all the work in the world and shit is still going to get handed to you and if you've really developed a strong solid internal foundation and compass to deal with all the shit that you get, it just helps you to move through it more quickly or it allows for you to like, again, be compassionate with yourself when you're going through the stuff. Like it's about so much more. And so I'm like, anybody got a mic that I can tell that to? Like, you're going to listen? Cool. I'm here for it. Amazing. (laughs) Yes. Give me the mic. The ultimate (laughs) mic drop moments come from the end of those things. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that mindset of, I just want to speak healing, not necessarily like speak from any other, you know, notice me or <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I know all these things. So hear me talk. It truly comes from a place of healing and helping people. I think that's why we connect so much too, because I'm very much a helper. So just people helping people, helpers <laughs> helping helpers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's why like the idea for the books came, like that's literally where the idea for the books came from. I was just, Thinking about, um, so I was in one of Courtney's co-author projects, like at the beginning of the pandemic, like 2020, she did a a co-author project called Five Lessons Learned in Motherhood. And so in your chapter, you put the the five lessons that you learned as a mother. And it was cool. It was like 15, five lessons, whatever 15 times five is. Somebody can do the math on that. Yeah, carry the one. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And so after we had like our book launch, I was like, oh my gosh, you remember Chicken Soup for the Soul? I was like, that's what these books reminded me of. And I don't think I have ever read a book that has 15 people or nine people saying, hey, this is how I felt about my body, or this is what I've experienced in the world that I've lived in as it relates to how my body is in this world. But how healing would it be for you and I to open up a book and be like, oh my gosh, you know, this person has, I'm getting chills right now. (laughs) How like this person has been through whatever it is. Me too. Like there's so much power in saying me too. So I went to Courtney and I was like, hey, what do you think about this? And she was like, hey, 
I really like that idea. Like, let's put it out into the world and see what other people think about it. And I had the first project filled in like a month. Wow. 15 authors just like, I'm going to share, I'm going to share, I'm going to share, I'm going to share. And it was such a beautiful process. And when launch came about, I was like, oh no, I'm sad it's over. And like, there's more stories to be shared. And so we done it all over again. And now here we are, like so many people talk about how they've been impacted by body bliss. Even like I'm having conversations in my DMs right now with people who are asking about book three and they're like, I read book one and it was so great. And I can't wait for book two to come out. And like, it's just, it's really cool to see like the ripple effects of Mm -hmm what the authors are making because yes, I have, I've had the idea for the project. I've pulled it together. I'm the lead author, but I'm only one story. There's so many other people that have shown up for themselves and shown up for others. You included in like sharing a piece of your story, a piece of your heart with other people so that they can feel more connected and less alone. Yes. That drive and that mission for connection, I think is what really, I didn't even have to think twice. I said yes. And then like clenched my butt later about it, but like, it was just that innate (laughs) feeling of like, this is, this is immediately right. And my nervous system, like my whole body was just telling me yes from the beginning of it all. So I really just followed that. And I think that it is really brave for women to be sharing their stories and, because it does create that connection when you feel like you're, there's been things that I've written down in our chapter that I have been like, oh man, is it just me that has felt this way? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. There's not, Mm -hmm. there's not never going to be that. And there's so many different stories. So there's not really a way that you can't, you're either connecting or you're learning. You're either connecting or you're opening your mind and opening your heart. And you're realizing that like, wow, this is not a me issue. And Mm -hmm. it once again will hopefully help other women realize that, it was never me. It was never my body's fault. And this is all why. <laughs> like all of these lived experiences. Well, in, you know, this book, for example, um, we have somebody sharing in their chapter about like skin bleaching, where like people were, people around her were bleaching their skin so that they felt like they could fit in. And like, that was, you know, that was something that was new to me. I didn't realize that that was, you know, lengths that people were going to. Um, But it just goes to show you like, you know, all of these things exist in the shadows. And until we shine the light in those corners, we, we really don't realize um, what's going on. And so it's just like, so beautiful to be able to, um, like, and let me tell you, so from this day forward, it's going to make your day when somebody sends you a DM and says, Hey, I just finished reading your chapter. And what you said, like really resonated with me. I think that's one of the like, Oh my God. Coolest feedback that I've gotten from like the first books authors. It's, is there like, I'm getting a lot of messages from people that I know, but also people that I don't know who like have the book and, you know, have read my story and felt so compelled to reach out to me and tell me how much that impacted them. Oh my gosh. Yes. Which really is just like the why behind it all. Like you just want to help that and spread that healing and that connection. So I can only, I can't wait to like, not that I can't wait to have you DM me, but I just can't wait to like (laughs) have the book in everybody's (laughs) hands to like really connect with all of these amazing humans that are in this book. Listen, if you haven't, sorry, I was just was like, if you haven't ordered your copy already, or if you haven't Mm -hmm. pre-ordered, well, listen, message Becca. Yeah. and get one because yes. it's going to be it's going to be great. It is. It really is. 
So because I didn't log into the right Zoom account, we only have a few minutes left, but I do want to know what advice would you give somebody who's trying to build a better relationship with themselves? I think that, so I'm, I'm currently reading a book right now and I'm actually in a certification program, um, for the bear coaching. I don't know if anyone listening to this is familiar with Susan Hyatt. She's also anti-diet and I'm loving it. One of the things that she said that was really the catalyst for her journey, and I think is so beautiful, and I've been sharing it with my clients and my people, is that if you're feeling really overwhelmed with where you're at, with the relationship with your body or the way that you're talking to yourself, tomorrow morning when you wake up, just start to think about all of the the decisions that you're making in a day, including the things that you're saying to yourself on that day. And start to think about how can you lead with love? I said this a little bit earlier on, um, but not, you know, how can you love yourself more? But every decision that you're making, everything that you're saying to yourself, how can you start to shift to love type of decisions? I'll give you an example. Um, You know, if you're sitting down to like watch, I'm pointing at my TV, nobody can see. (laughs) Uh, If you're sitting down to like watch Netflix at the end of the night or something like that, you know, Are you going to watch like some show that's going to give you like so much anxiety before you close your eyes? Or are you going to like watch something that's like going to, going to make you feel good? And then maybe that will, you know, solve the issues that you have with sleeping or like, you know, there's so many, even like when you're eating something that you really enjoy, that's like a guilty, you know, a guilty pleasure or whatever, like enjoy it, but don't eat so much of it that your body is like hurting after, you know, that like mm-hmm. your stomach is just like, feels like it's going to explode. And you're like, oh my God, I'm in so much pain. Just like, think about all those small things you can do to lead with love. And sorry, this is a really long answer. Um, I love it. I'm eating it up. <laughs> and also just take it one day at a time, because what you're doing is you're literally creating new neural pathways. That shit doesn't happen overnight. You're undoing years and years and years of programming. And if you, if you slip up, it's fucking going to happen and it's okay. And you need to be compassionate with yourself in those moments, give yourself some grace, and then just put one foot in front of the other. Oh, my, again, mic drop. Do we see why she's a speaker, guys? <laughs> Put her in front of any type of mic, whether it's the one she's sitting at right now or on a stage somewhere. That was so good. Oh my God, I love that. Yes, lead with love. Find a way to choose love or choose you throughout the day. And those little moments, because that really is where it all happens, guys. Yeah, that it's really those is little moments every day. Yeah. Well, where can we find you on the socials? And all of you who want to definitely join book three, uh, after reading the, listening to this, reading this podcast, listening to this podcast. <laughs> By the way, reading podcast number four on my Google searches was how to transcribe my podcast for free. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a good one. Because I, I dream of like a, anyway, like a blog style. <laughs> podcast. So I am uh, balance bliss on everything. So on Instagram, I'm the balance bliss. As you mentioned earlier, it's the balance bliss podcast. My website is the balance bliss.ca everything balance bliss. And uh, yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there's going to be tidbits, especially from the mamas of the crew that are just going to love and get some advice from you. And I think that that's so important to do. I hope so. Guys, tune in next week. Happy launch day. Cheers to that. Shake your ass. Go be great. Shake your ass. Go be great. Yes. I love it. Oh, my God. 